Grownups and a Mouse, episode number 15. Today we are talking about some attractions at Magic Kingdom, our review of them, and the Art of Animation Landscape of Flavors quick service restaurant. And last, a spoiler light review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Everything Disney in and out of the house. there i'm aj i'm andrew and you are listening to two grown-ups and a mouse yep welcome welcome hi there howdy welcome back aloha if it's not welcome back then just welcome welcome thank you for listening yeah glad to have you absolutely we're glad you're here here well we don't know where you are we're here you're there but you're listening to us exactly so we're glad to have you listening there. yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> So apparently you found us, so we don't need to tell you how to find us unless you found us in a way that you didn't want to listen to us there. Does that make any sense? No. I'm saying like maybe you're listening on our website and you're like, yeah, but it'd be a lot easier if I was listening to the podcast on a podcast system. Sure. You can do that. Yeah. We're on iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Pretty much. For, for all intents and purposes, we're on all of them. Yeah. Maybe not really all of them, but you know. All, all the ones that matter. All the, That's what you said last time. Yeah. So. I'll eh, stick to it. Close enough. You can find us on those podcast systems. You can find us on our website. Two grownups and a mouse. Dot com. Well, that's the website. Exactly. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. You can find us on our website. Two grownups and a mouse dot com. You didn't say dot com. Well, that's because if you're looking for us on a podcast system, you'd just go to grownups and a mouse. Or if you're looking for us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Two grown-ups and a mouse. That's right. We make it pretty easy. We're everywhere you want to be. We are not American Express. Oh, wait. wait. MasterCard? MasterCard. Sure. I don't remember which one. We're everywhere you want to be. I think that used to be the slogan for MasterCard. Maybe. Either way, I didn't say it because that would be some sort of violation of something. Copyright infringement? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't say that. I'll bleep it out and then the rest of this won't make any sense to anybody. (laughs) No, just leave it. Okay. They'll, They'll get a kick out of it. There you go. Maybe. Probably. Hopefully. (laughs) But I think instead of worrying about who said that, we should say our own stuff. Okay. So why don't we say stuff about some attractions at Magic Kingdom? Sure. In Walt Disney World. Right. In Central Florida. The Walt Disney World Resort. Sorry. We are not big on rides and attractions. Not really. We like them. Yep. We enjoy them. But we don't have the motive of oh my god i have to ride this oh my god i have to see this oh my god i have to do this right it's if we get to it cool we enjoy it if we don't don't get to it cool we'll get to it another time right and if we don't get it to it the next time cool we'll get to it the next time that's the the downside to have been doing this and going there for many 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 years and no that's we our patience for lines (laughs) has gone way down that's the funny thing we have friends that come from overseas and go for a week or two at a time and they need to get in everything because they don't necessarily know when their next trip is going to be. Right. Whereas for us, it's like, okay, well, if we go on it, cool, we enjoy it. But if we don't go on it, that's fine too. Absolutely. I mean, because we, we like Walt Disney World for the people that work there. They work there because they want to work there. Sure. So it's a very pleasant environment and we always feel good. It, it's rare that we have poor experiences with the cast members there right i mean yeah everyone has a bad day 
you know, some have better days than others. So it's not perfect. But in general, you know, generally speaking, we typically have good experiences. And that's a big reason we like going up there. Sure. The rides and attractions are just a bonus. Absolutely. But there are some rides and attractions that we enjoy moi. We enjoy moi. I don't know what that is. More. That's AJ not remembering how to speak. Oh, okay. More. There are rides and attractions that we enjoy more than others. Sure. You know what my favorite is. Yep. Do you want to tell them? Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Yes. I don't know why it's my favorite. But what I do like about Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is it is good for the entire family. Yep. And I do not believe that there is a height requirement. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you could even bring a baby on board with you if you wanted to. I think so. I don't I don't remember seeing any restrictions on it. Yeah, because it's a low-speed attraction. Right. Um, kind of like the car in Spaceship Earth, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's on a track, and you're, you're in a vehicle. Uh, there's no stop or start because it's a continuous track, just like Spaceship Earth. Right. Except the difference between the two is in Buzz Lightyear, you have a control so you can spin around. Right. Can you do a full 360? Of course. I've never tried that. Because I go left and I go right and I go left and I... No, I guess I have tried it. That's my favorite thing to do in one section of the ride where you're not actually... There's nothing to shoot. So you just crank the stick over to one side and spin and spin What, in the room spin. before they take your picture? Uh, just before you get to that room. Yeah, and you can, take, you can get 25,000 points on the wall. On the, no, no, but before you get to that room. Oh, the area just before you enter that room? Right. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you can get points in there. It's difficult. Not, I, not really. Well, I know what to aim for, but it's hard to see it. And then once you get it, then you can leave your gun there. Right. But I do like that it is a continually moving ride. Mm-hmm. So we, as we said, you know, we're, the rides are a bonus. So even if it is a short line, we typically won't wait. We typically only go on it when we have a fast pass. Right. But it is a nice ride in that it the queue does move relatively quickly. Oh, yeah. So yeah. for that, it's nice. And the queue has Buzz Lightyear in it. Sure. You know, and he's talking to everybody. So that's really a cute part of the ride. Right. But I like that it is basically putting you inside of a video game. You're basically playing inside of a video game because you're shooting at things and trying to get points. Right. And if you get the maximum number of points, which is 900,999, it's not a million because there are not enough spaces on the digital output for a million. Right. So 999,999 makes you a galactic hero. Yep. And if you get that, you can, when you exit the ride, before you exit to the outside, you can go to a cast member and say, hey, I'm a galactic hero. And they do have stickers. Yep. That they can give you so that you can wear your sticker. And they don't really check to see if you got it. So even if you didn't, you can go up front and get your little badge of honor. That's just wrong. Well. That's not nice. Well, it is for the people that may not have as much practice as we do. Well. And then and then the kids can, you know, maybe get a little, little memento. There are two cars excuse me two guns per car yep so you could have two shooters per car sometimes i'll see three people go in a vehicle you know two adults and a small child 
And that's unfortunate because you can only get two scores, not three. Right. But what happens inside of the car is it moves a little bit, but you do have the controller to move it in that 360 that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. And if you and I ride in the same car, which we fit comfortably, you know, we're big people, as we said multiple times, not small, uh, but we still fit comfortably in one car. Mm -hmm. However, that is not why we do not ride together. Nope. We do not ride together because we'll be trying to shoot at things and Andrew wants it to move left and I want it to move right. And it causes arguments. That's right. Pretty sad that one of the few things Andrew and I argue about is Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. Wow. So we, for years now, refuse to ride together. Yep. So he gets his car, I get my car, and we go and we ride the ride. Maybe that's why I like it so much because I don't have to sit next to you. I like it because, you know, when I want to move, I can, you know, get higher scores. You want to shoot at, at things that are not high scoring. That's not true. I aim for things that are high scoring. I just don't hit them. Oh, well, minor details. But I aim for them. So that is probably my, my favorite ride. I just, it's interactive, as we just said. You know, I mean, other attractions are cute. You go on Winnie the Pooh and you drive through the Winnie the Pooh story and it's cute. You go on right. Peter Pan and you are suspended through the Peter Pan story and it's cute. Yeah. But you're just, you know, and, and Small World. Right. Same thing. All three of them. You're just, you're being propelled through a story. Mm-hmm. You know, you're vi- you're well, seeing the, things. And, it's one and of the few cute. interactive. Right. It, it's interactive. And I, I think that's probably why it's probably my favorite attraction and not just at Magic Kingdom, but at Walt Disney World in sure. general. Right. You know, I, I always really enjoy that ride. But there are plenty of trips where we go up there and we don't have fast passes. Or even if we have a fast pass and we just don't feel like walking over there. Right. So we say, we can go next time. Yeah. You know, but it, but it's great. It's a really cute ride. And if you have not ridden it before, I would definitely recommend it. But we did ride on our last trip something that we haven't done in a long time. That's right. Jungle Cruise. That is really funny. It is. That is also bringing you through a story. Yep. You know, you're, you're getting told a story. It is a, a boat ride, but mm-hmm. it's on a track. You can't see the track, but, right. you know, but it's basically on a track. Even if it's not on an actual track, it's might as well be. Yep. You know. uh, so you're, you're riding in this boat through the water and you have your Jungle Cruise guide. Mm-hmm. And the entire time... They are telling puns, not even jokes. Yeah, They're, it's, it's very mostly, it's very punny. It's mostly puns. It's all, it's, uh, it's mostly puns telling the story. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's very silly. Right. And if you don't have a silly bone, then you might not enjoy it as much. Well, you're probably gonna roll your eyes a little bit because they're not they're not even good puns, but it they're is funny. It is still funny. So, yes, the ride is very punny. And I do believe that each of the cruise directors have different jokes. But on the most recent one we went on, she said, I want to tell you a joke about oxygen and potassium, but it's just okay. That's right. And if you don't get that, then sorry. Go look up your periodic table. Yeah. But to me, it was really funny. 
Yeah. I thought it was really amusing. So you're hearing a whole bunch of jokes such as that one. That's just, I'm giving an example of the type of puns that you're going to, to hear while on board. And we also had a fast pass for that. Right. And then (laughs) one of the, the last, not this last time, but the time before that, one of the other puns was, uh, that the captain will, will go, do you want to know what my favorite, favorite flower is on this whole ride or, or trek? And then they'll just randomly point to something. That one, which is... No, my favorite part about this trip, we're in the queue, in the Fast Pass queue, mm-hmm. and we can see the people in the standby queue. And it was getting long. Right. It, it was going past, you know, because they didn't have all the sanctions, not sanctions, stanchions set up properly in the, right. the ropes and everything. So a cast member crossed in front of us and went to the standby line because he needed to expand it. And he stood in front of a woman and made her go down and back up because he had to right. block her off. And then he did it to her again. Mm-hmm. And it was just funny because like he kept on hitting the same woman. That, right. Yep. Nope. You have to go the long way. <laughs> so she was just like at the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, it only took her a few extra steps. It wasn't like it was that far, but it was really amusing. It's right. like, yeah, you did not pick the good straw today. But the Jungle Cruise is enjoyable. It's, it's, you know, a nice relaxing ride. If you do ride it, please sit down. There was a young child that kept standing up and, you know, it's the cruise director's job to make sure everybody is sitting and safe. And it was frustrating, that cast member. Right. Which, you know, I'm sure it would frustrate me as well if someone kept on standing and they need to be sitting. Well, you have to stop the ride too. Yeah. I mean, they do have rules in place. So please, if you're riding an attraction, experiencing an attraction, please follow the rules. Yep. (laughs) It's kind of like when you go on Carousel of Progress and you go, oh my God, this is long. I want to get out of here. And then you leave and then it has to reset the whole ride. And then you just torture everybody by making them sit through that same scene over and over and over again. Right. So just follow the rules. Yep. Please. Always. But another thing we rode is the train. Yep. We haven't been on that in a long time. No, we hadn't. It had been closed for a little bit when they expanded. I mean, but that was a few years ago when they expanded Fantasyland. They had to close it because it couldn't get past the construction. Or maybe it could get past the construction, but they didn't want everybody seeing what was going on? Yeah, I don't. It, it's some. It's some mix of that. Either they didn't want people seeing, or they may. Maybe they were refurbing it at the same time, or whatever. Right. So we hadn't been on it in a while, but the train does go around the entire perimeter of Magic Kingdom. Yep. So you can get on the train from any of the stations. Right. Three there's stations. Three stations. There's one at the main, main entrance. Yep. There's one in Frontierland. Right. And there's one in what is now the expanded Fantasyland, but right. it used to be Toontown. Right. It used to be considered the Toontown station, but it's right. not called Toontown any longer. Right. So the one in Frontierland drops you off between. It was right by Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain and the roller coaster. Right, but it was Big Thunder it, Mountain. It was actually a pretty long hike to get from the station outside because you're walking right along. The yeah, they changed the exit line, so. Well, you, you think they changed it. I'm not sure if they changed it or we just haven't been there in a long time. Well, it was, it was a pretty long exit. So I'm just I'm just telling people in advance to be prepared for that. Right. But you can get off at any of those three stations. You can get on at any of those three stations. Yep. So you can either, you know, get on and do a full trip 
sure. you know, it's a nice place to relax. You can, they're not going to kick you off. Right. Uh, or at least not to the best of my knowledge. Right. I know that when we went to Disneyland and we wanted to do a, a full trip on the monorail, they kicked us off. They're like, nope, you have to get off here. Right. And then we had to get back, you know, we got off and got back on again. Right. Uh, but it's kind of like the, the monorail. The train is like the monorail and that you can just in Florida, right. but you can get on it and just continually yeah. ride it. So, you know, sometimes we'll ride the train to ride the perimeter. Sure. You know, why not? In this particular case, it was actually before we were going to Jungle Cruise. Right. Because we had the lunch reservation. We had just finished lunch. We hadn't been on the train in a while. So we took the train to get over closer to Jungle Cruise. Well, the, the big reason for that also was that the the afternoon parade was going on. And we would have had to cross, which would have been really difficult because... They don't let you cross in front while the parade's going. So you would have had to go literally the long way around the park in order to get to back to Jungle Cruise, which would have made us late. So, and then the train was right there. Right. Because our, our fast passes were nearing the ex expiration period. Right. You know, because when we made the fast pass reservations, we did not have the lunch reservation. The lunch reservation was made later. Yep. And that's why we were kind of cutting it close. So... We use the train for mm -hmm. purposes of literal transportation. You know, it, it quickened our mode of transportation. So right. it's a great thing. If you haven't been on it, you should definitely try it because it's always nice to try new things. Andrew sure. and I are always looking for new things, be it a new ride, a new attraction, a new show, a new place to eat. Right. You know, so we're always looking for new things. In fact, we still haven't seen Happily Ever After, the fireworks. That's true. You know, because it's... It, we have something to look forward to. Right. You know, so if you have not tried the train, you should try it once. Sure. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll say, I'm going to do this more often. You know, you can use it to get from point A to, to point B. Right. The last attraction we're going to talk about is probably Andrew's favorite attraction. I shouldn't speak for him. I'll let him say if it's his favorite or not. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite, but. One of. <laughs> it's, it's a low weight, relaxing ride. That's a good way to put it. Okay. What is it? The TTA. What does that stand for? Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Also known as? The People Mover. Mm -hmm. Which they closed in California. So it's only active in Florida. And our friend that we met on a D23 event said that they closed it and they would not be able to reopen it because of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, something so, like that. It was something yeah. along those lines where, you know, because there's no way for them to get a handicapped person onto it, right. you know, so he, that was his interpretation. We're just telling you what he told us. So we right. don't think that that is ever going to reopen. Not, you know, but who knows? I who mean, knows? rules can change. Things sure. can change. Um, but that, that was his explanation for why when it closed, they did not reopen it. Right. But as Andrew said, there usually is a short wait for that. Even if there's a long line, it moves quickly because just like with right. with the Spaceship Earth and just like with Buzz Lightyear, it's a continual track. The cars are continually going on the track and they very right. rarely, rarely stop. Right. Once in a while they do. You'll you'll be on the attraction and it will stop momentarily, maybe because someone's standing and they have to stop the ride if people stand up. Right. <laughs> so, but it does continually move and it, it's nice because it is basically all shaded. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's uh, if you if it's 
early or late in the day, you might get a little bit, but it's shaded. Um, when you're in Space Mountain, it's air conditioned. Uh, it's usually breezy. Yeah. So it, it's just a nice place to relax. Sure. And as we already spoke about, my favorite attraction is Buzz Lightyear. Right. Sometimes we'll get into Tomorrowland and we'll be early for Buzz for our fast pass. So we'll hop on the TTA right. just to kill some time. Sure. But the TTA, unlike the train, you get into the vehicle and get off of the vehicle on the same platform at the same place. Right. So this is literally just a ride just to take a ride. It's not going to get you from point A to point B. It's going to get you from point A to point A. Pretty much. So. But there are a couple of interesting tidbits in there. The, they have one of the original Epcot models in one of the buildings. The TTA moves around kind of outside and then also goes through a couple of the buildings that are in Tomorrowland. So in the, in the first building that you go into where Stitch's Great Escape is, there's a one of the models for Epcot. And that is one of the real models that they were that they built way back in the 70s. Um, after that, you leave, you go out, you go through Space Mountain, which is dark, so you can't really see anything. Although it is interesting when Space Mountain is down for maintenance or maybe they had a problem, they turn all the lights on so you can see what Space Mountain looks like. That's the only way you're going to get a look at it. So, Right. So that that's a really nice relaxing attraction to go on if you're just in Tomorrowland and you just want something to kill a couple minutes sure. and you don't feel like doing Carousel of Progress, then the TTA is a great thing to do. Yep. But now I think we should talk about Landscape of Flavors at Art of Animation Resort. Okay. That is their quick service. Right. And there are five manned service counters. Right. And I say five manned service counters because they have an additional area with the prepackaged foods and they have some pastries and sweets right. over there as well. And that is not manned. That's help yourself. Sure. Just grab it. But the five man stations are the salad and sandwich shop. The World of Flavor Shop, which is also known as the Tandorian Mongolian Station. Mm -hmm. The Specialty Beverage Shop, the Pizza and Pasta Shop, and the Burger Shop, right. which is really a grill because it's not just burgers. It's burgers and hot dogs and grilled foods. Yeah. So when we went, I ordered a chicken parm, which came with a red stick. But I also got a slice of pizza just so that I could try the pizza. Right. And you got a burger and fries? Yeah, double double bacon cheeseburger. Right. And in in a very recent episode we just talked about Tony's mm -hmm. Italian. Right. And you know, I I enjoyed the Italian sauce at Tony's. Right. I wasn't such a big fan of the sauce at Art of Animation. Right. Now, I don't know if it's because it was in a value resort that they use for lack of a better word, lesser ingredients. I'm not sure if that would be the flavor reason or if because it's a value resort, they know that they get a lot more younger children and the tastes of, you know, the, what children eat and enjoy versus what adults eat and enjoy can be very different sometimes. Well, it, it's probably a mix. It's probably, they probably do use a compared to Tony's, which is, it's not a signature restaurant, but it's it's getting close. It's at the at the higher end of that middle level, um, so they probably do use 
a, a little lesser ingredient, but like you said, it, but they also need to favor speed in preparation. So it you know you can't make a nearly as an elaborate dish because it may have to sit or it may have to you have to make enough to feed a thousand people for dinner right <laughs> versus you know a couple hundred i mean the benefit for us to eat at art of animation or any of the value resorts mm-hmm. the value resorts do not have any table service restaurants right they only have quick service Now, we've talked about before, you and I are Tables of Wonderland members, which is we pay extra for this Tables of Wonderland card, and then we save 20% at select restaurants. If it is a table service restaurant, we save 20%, and they do add back an 18% gratuity. However, we're going to pay a gratuity anyway. If we ever have an issue, we can lower it, or what we typically do, we'll add to it. That's our choice. You know, no one's forcing us to do it one way or the other. So... Tables of Wonderland is a great benefit for us. Not sure. everybody can get it. I believe you have to be a Florida resident or a DVC member in order to purchase Tables of Wonderland. Right. You can go to tablesofwonderland.com for details on what you need. Yep. But we're not, you know, we're not talking about Tables of Wonderland now. I'm just saying that the benefit of eating at the Valley Resorts, because they only have those quick service, Tables of Wonderland is accepted there. So we do save 20%. We did also that same trip eat at Port Orleans Riverside Mm -hmm. and they also have quick service. We ate at the quick service. We were not able to use Tables in Wonderland there because they have a full service restaurant. Right. At Riverside. At Riverside. Correct. At French Quarter, they do not. Right. So at French Quarter, we get our 20%. Yep. Or at least we used to. They, They redid it a little bit. That's so true. It may have we, changed, have, we haven't but. checked recently, but either way, so that was a that was definitely a benefit of eating at Art Animation is that we did get the twenty percent discount. Right. But you know we don't have kids. Of course, that's why we're two grown ups and a mouse, and not you know two grown ups and kids. So we it was a little bit loud compared to other places we've eaten at. Right. You know, so if we were staying at Art of Animation, then yeah, I would eat there. Right. For convenience, you know, um, but to go there, if we weren't already at that location, I w- might favor a different restaurant. Right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we would make a special trip there. Um, the breakfast is a little different. We don't have the menus, but it's the same. Fa- same. They have five stations. They're obviously not the same five stations, but because uh, we did have breakfast there once and the breakfast was fine. But it's it's harder to I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to I don't want to be stereotypical. But breakfasts are usually easier than other food other food. So honestly, though, and I I've noticed it more in the value resorts. I never really looked in the other resorts, but the breakfast time is usually pretty busy. Oh yeah, because people you know think that you know. And not that they're wrong, but, you know, they think that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, especially when you're going to go inside of the parks and walk around. So you want to start with nourishment. Right. So they do tend to be busy at breakfast time. Well, yeah, because most people are getting up, they'll go eat and then go to the park as opposed to, you know, lunches. A lunch at many uh, resorts is usually pretty dead. 
Not all resorts, but most of them. Yeah, during lunchtime because people are in the parks. Right. You know, so breakfast is definitely busier than lunch. And then dinner gets busy again because they've been in the parks all day and then they come back and at dinner time. Well, but it's a mix. It's kind of it's kind of halfway because a lot of people are coming back, but a lot of people are eating somewhere else. Maybe and they're it, eating in the park or it, they're eating at Disney Springs or... It's also a longer time period because dinner, right. you know, depending on what they did, it could, you know, might be between 4.30 and 8.30. Right. So sure. it's kind of spread out more. Whereas breakfast, you know, a lot of people want to go to rope drop. So I'm talking about between like 7.30 and 9.30, it being really busy. Oh, yeah. yeah and then yeah. it dies off a little bit. Sure. Um, but it, it was a nice place to to eat at. You know, we weren't staying there. We just went over there because we said, oh, we haven't been here in a while. Let's try it. Right. But like I said, it was a little bit for us, a little bit out of the way this particular trip. Um, and there are other places that have similar food. So it's... Yeah. I mean, like you said, we you mentioned we stopped at uh, French Quarter and... Or not we French Quarter. We stopped at Port Orleans. Port And, you know, the, the food was basically... Roughly the same kind of pricing, so, and it was a little a little better, so I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't go out of my way for our demand animation. Right, but if you're staying there, it's a great place to be able to pick up oh, yeah, food, yeah. and the prepackaged foods sure. are great. You know that area is great as well. But enough about food, because if we keep on talking about food, I'm going to have to stop and go eat something. Yeah. So I think we should talk about Ant Man and the Wasp. Right. Whenever we talk about movies, we try and make them spoiler light. We always save them for the end of our podcast, just in case you don't want any spoilers. So if you do not want to hear about Ant-Man and the Wasp, then let's take this moment to say thank you for listening and we'll hear you next time. Absolutely. You'll hear us next time. Yeah, we won't hear them. Yeah, we won't. Well, we could hear them if they went on our website and they gave us feedback and they press the button that says record your feedback. That's true. They could do that. They could do that. So we could hear you. But either way, like I said, I don't want to give any spoilers to anybody. So we're going to try and be pretty spoiler light. Yeah. But just in case, we, there's our you know disclaimer ahead of time. So enough about that. Let's just talk about it. Right. Ant-Man and the Wasp happens in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Well, it, first we should say it was released on digital this last week. They don't know what this last week was. That's a good point. So this last week from when we recorded this. Which was the first week of October. Right. <laughs> That's, it was released the first week of October on digital. Right. And we often wait until things come out digitally to watch them. We right. watch Star Wars movies in the theater. We well, saw that, Infinity War in the theater, but we were on a cruise ship. Right. So that was, that was a little uh, exception to the rule. But yeah. generally speaking, we wait until movies are out on digital before we see them. Well, it's hit or miss, but this one this one came out right after or shortly after Infinity War or after we saw Infinity War. So we not only that we kind of had scheduling. <laughs> right. But not only that, that, that brings us to a very important point about the movie. It takes place basically at the same exact time as Infinity War. Right. You know, while Infinity War is happening, that whole, you know, how, however long that took a couple days well oh. yeah in in that movie verse it was probably actually it probably took place literally days or weeks before what you saw in infinity war up until the end well because it's you know the the, the movie kind of concludes and then they're on to doing something else right so but for argument's sake they were basically happening right. simultaneously right you know maybe not exactly simultaneous but you know when you watch the movie you will see 
and that's why we're saying that. And that's why, you know, not to spoil anything else, but that's why if you have seen Avengers Infinity War, now you'll understand why everybody's around in Ant-Man. Right. (laughs) Right. So two spoilers, right? Yeah. So this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Paul Rudd returns as Scott Lang, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Ant-Man. Right. Evangeline Lilly returns as Hope Van Dyke. Right. A.k.a. Wasp. Right. And I didn't want to say who the next person was. However, you kind of have to because that's what the movie's about. Michelle Pfeiffer is Janet Van Dyne. Yep. So she also is the original Wasp. Right. But they don't call Hope like the new Wasp. She's just the Wasp. I mean, honestly, I don't think during the movie they actually said anything about her being the Wasp. Yeah, I don't think they ever gave it any names. Right. I mean, it's just the title of the movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp, and you know that she's the Wasp. Because and honestly, in the beginning, I don't. they never called uh, Paul Rudd. They never called him Ant-Man until... Scott Lang. Right, Scott Lang. They never called him Ant-Man until later on into the movie. Right. But I just thought it was kind of funny because if you look up... You know, I, I like to use IMDb, Internet Movie Database. You can also use Wikipedia. Either way, they're, you know, they're both great sources for finding out who is that person in that movie. So that's why I just find IMDb a little bit easier to navigate than Wikipedia. But you can basically get the same information in both. And if you look, it says, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer is Janet Van Dyne slash Wasp. And Evangeline Lilly is Hope Van Dyke slash Wasp. Right. You know, but they don't call one Wasp one and Wasp too right. so that was kind of amusing but michael Douglas is dr hank pym mm-hmm. and of course you know the, the smaller characters they were all played by the same people people that came back such as michael pena's pena as lewis david desmachian as kurt ti as dave and then there was also judy greer as his as um Scott Lang's ex-wife, Maggie, right. and her new husband, Bobby Cannaval, was Paxton. And, of course, the adorable Abby writer, Forston, came back as Cassie. Right. So it's always nice when they have the same people coming back to portray them. Yeah, absolutely. They And, of course, there were some other people that we're not, we're not going to talk about every single person that was in it. We're just right. talking about, you know, the ones that really affected it. Um, Hannah John Kamen was Ava slash Ghost. Right. That was definitely a new character. Yep. And her character added to the storyline. So that, you know, she was the antagonist. Uh, Pretty much. I mean, in a quasi sort of way. (laughs) Right. I mean, it it helped to bring the storyline forward. Right. And Lawrence Fishburne as Dr. Bill Foster. Correct. So... Those, you know, are the, are the main characters, not necessarily everyone, but those those are the main characters, and I thought they were all portrayed really well. Of course, I've always enjoyed Paul Rudd. I think he's funny. Yep. And I think he makes a, a good Ant-Man. Yeah. So I think he was cast really well. So Scott Lang, the character, is on house arrest because he broke the Sokovia Accords. Right. And I am quoting... And that's... The Sokovia Accord, the rules he broke was it from Captain America uh, Civil War. Right. The Sokovia Accords were approved by 117 countries. It states that the Avengers shall no longer be a private organization. Instead, they'll operate under the supervision of a United Nations panel only when and if that panel deems it necessary. And that was from the character Thaddeus Ross. He said that to the Avengers, not in this movie. Right. Before you know, in, in another movie. And I'm just saying that just in case anyone's going, huh? 
What? Yeah, That's right. Covia. <laughs> Sokovia is a city in the Marvel Universe, kind of like Wakanda. Well, it's the city of the final battle in Avengers number two. <laughs> was it Avengers 2 or was it Captain America? No, Avengers 2. The uh, It was Avengers Age of Ultron. And the city that they had the final battle in was Sokovia. Hence the Sokovia Accords, because obviously there would be a lot of blowback from that major battle. But they didn't come up with the Sokovia Accords in Age of Ultron. Right. They came up with them in Captain America Civil War. Right. So that's one of the reasons why a lot of people say that it's helpful to watch all the movies. Sure. Because they do tie into each other. They do. You know, because now Scott Lang's on house arrest for breaking the Sokovia Accords. Right. And he evidently made some sort of deal. Right. But if you didn't know what the Sokovia Accords were, I mean, you could still, I think you could still watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, and, yeah, you don't, need, you don't need to know be that. Fine, but you, you might be a little bit thrown right. for a loop, maybe. But either way, so a big point of the movie was Hope and Dr. Pym, who's her father, realized that they can find the mother who was lost prior to even the first Ant-Man movie. Right. I mean, she was lost when Hope was... A child. Young. Right. Um. Because she went super small. Right. And they couldn't get her back. They couldn't right. retrieve her. Yep. But that was basically the point of Ant-Man and the Wasp was, you know, that, that Hope and Dr. Pym realize, wait a second, we can find our mom. Right. And of course, Scott Lang, they go and grab him unwillingly because he only has three days left of house arrest. Right. And he's like, why are you taking me? There's three days left of house arrest. But they felt like he, he owed them right. because he had stolen their suit, you know, right. and, and everything. Um, but that's why I said the other character portrayed by Hannah John Kamen, the Ava character, mm -hmm. they needed that antagonistic activity. Right. To kind of happen, because without her, there wouldn't be the same kind of tension level. Sure. You know, it would just be Scott Lang going, but I'm on house arrest. I need to get back home. Right. She, she plays a, a much more believable foe to the storyline than like the authorities that are. Right. You know, because they're they're chasing after people. And then so it, it, it just adds to the tension where you have multiple people that are trying to find everybody and right because because you know. ava wants the laboratory for her own personal reasons right you know there's things in the laboratory that she is in need of right and so that is what causes the friction and you know causes a story to propel forward sure but in general i thought that this movie did follow seamlessly with its predecessor with yeah. ant-man um I was happy that, you know, all the characters that needed to return, returned, portrayed by the same sure. people. And of course, you know, they did introduce some other characters, which we're not even going to go into. Right. You know, it added to the storyline. But as we always say, we want to be spoiler light. So we kind of gave the broad overview sure. of the, the big part of the storyline without giving too many spoilers on yeah. what happened. But either way, as we already said, you know. We really liked it, you know, it comparing was. this movie to the last movie and they, you know, it had the same flow. It had the same 
tone. Yeah. You know, and I, I really, really liked it. And I'm excited to see the next Marvel movie that they release. Yep. Do you know what that one is? I do. What? Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. That'll be coming out, uh, I think, later this year. Uh, although it was funny as uh, this may or may not have been staged, but uh, when... Um, oh, yeah. uh, I know exactly what you're about to say. When... Uh, what's her name? Brielle Lars- Br- Brie Larson. Uh, well, yeah, Br- Brie Larson is playing, but when uh, the the girl from Saturday Night Live... There's a lot of girls on Saturday Night Live. I can't read your mind. Leslie Jones is the person I was thinking of. She was live tweeting as she was watching Avengers... uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. And at the end, Samuel L. Jackson is playing on his phone. And then he, he happens to go away in the way that half the people do. But as he drops the phone, you could see the captain marvel symbol on his phone which would be one heck of a phone but either way she's live tweeting it and she's asking the question who was he calling leslie jones is asking this right. question leslie jones is asking this question on twitter and brie larson tweeted back and said new phone who dis which was brilliant yeah it's pretty funny yeah no, that's, that's why i think it was staged but either way it was hilarious right no, it's gonna. That, I'm excited to to see that right as well because I really do enjoy all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yep. And I think I might have even said this before when we did we did a review that I enjoy science fiction and comic book type movies, you know, or movies based on video games even because they don't have to be real. Right. You know, things can happen that break the rules of physics. Sure. You know, gravity, anything, because they aren't in our universe. They're right. in a alternate universe that right. isn't necessarily the same. So I can suspend my disbelief and go, okay, well, maybe that can happen in that universe. Right. So, uh, so for me, I really look forward to these movies more so than a lot of other genres. Well, and at this stage, they're also they're so well done, and. It, they basically have their own systems of doing this, but they all flow together. You don't necessarily have to watch them all, or if you missed one, or if you're a casual fan, you're still going to enjoy it, even though you're picking up in the middle, right? So they Marvel has managed to figure out the way to make that work. So you don't necessarily have to have seen everything. It's nice if you do, but if you don't, you're still going to enjoy it. So, right. and that's that's a huge plus. So, you know what I enjoy. What's that? Sleeping. Sleeping? Yeah, it's bedtime. All right. Because I don't know what time it is for our listeners, but for me, it's nighttime. Okay. So, so I have to say good night. What about good morning? Oh, yeah. It's good night for me, but it might not be good night for them, huh? Right. Well, it's good night for someone. Somewhere in the world. Somewhere it's nighttime. That's right. Here it's nighttime. But yeah, we could say good morning or good afternoon. How about just goodbye? Yeah, that's probably easier. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.